What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Blitz with Andrew and Terrain. I'm Terrain. Oh, I'm Andrew. And it's time to get blitzed. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. We are talking NBA Finals. We're talking Jimmy Butler and whether he should uh, re-up with the the Sixers or whether it's smart enough to smarter to see where he can what he can get on the open market. And we're going to end it on talking about Trent Williams holding out for a new deal or demanding to be traded. Uh, and do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I could do that. So I guess we'll jump right into the NBA Finals. We haven't really spoken since the Finals have actually started. Uh, as it sits right now, the series is tied 1-1. Game 1 went to Toronto, and Game 2 going to Golden State. Uh, so who do you have going forward? Who do you have winning Game 3? So uh, before this series, uh, well, when the series was, was uh, set... I had said Warriors in five, and uh, right now I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with that prediction. However, uh, and we can talk about it a little bit later. That definitely there are going to be some injuries that might make this that might lengthen the series out a little bit. But I would say the Warriors did what they had to do. They they lost the first game um, on the road, but your your main takeaway is you want to try to steal one on the road. They were able to do that in Toronto, and now they have two at home in GSW and Oracle's incredibly hard to play in. So I'm, I'm picking the Warriors uh, to win on Wednesday night. And I, I think they win the next four and take the series as long. I mean, depending on, you know, the injuries for, uh, for clay, um, the, the, it doesn't look like uh, Durant's coming back. Um, I forget. He's not coming back game three, but he might come back game four. Um, and how uh, Kevon Looney's looking. Um, but I'm still, I'm still right now taking Warriors in five, so I have them winning on, uh, on Wednesday. What about you? So I still do believe the Warriors will end up winning the series, but like you said, it really is going to come down to a few factors, and those factors being the health of the Golden State Warriors. You can kind of see the toll of making five straight finals starting to really, really catch up with them. The sheer amount of minutes and games they've played over the last few years is starting to catch up. And it really is going to depend on whether or not you have Clay Thompson playing, whether or not you have Durant coming back. And I do believe that Looney was actually ruled out for the series. I think I saw something earlier today about that. So he won't be back. So that's going to put some pressure on some of the other guys. But I, I do think the Warriors will still win the series, but I don't think it's going to be in five. I think the Raptors will win at least one more game. But I do think the Warriors end up winning the series probably four to two in terms of the overall games. I think that's definitely a very fair take for uh, for this series. I mean, if you take a look at what's uh, what's going on, I mean, Kawhi Leonard is playing phenomenally. He is playing a lot of um, a lot of sports uh, sports analysts have been saying he's playing like he is the best player uh, on the planet right now. Um, now I mean, LeBron didn't make the playoffs, and Kevin Durant has been out um, for these finals thus far. But uh, he is definitely, uh, I mean, you're looking at Kawhi Leonard playing, uh, like, just putting putting up numbers that are just astounding. 
um, and leading this this Toronto Raptors team, which you know showed promise. And no, I don't think people really thought they were going to get as far as they got, but they were able to make their first uh, NBA Finals. I definitely think Kawhi Leonard is going to make this tough for the Warriors, but I just it's hard when you have a team that can come out after being down at halftime and just splash on you and put up, you know, go on like a 20-0 run uh, to start off a second half. They are very dangerous coming in after uh, the after the uh, the first half. Steve Kerr is an excellent coach. He's great at game planning. They have some incredible shooters that can definitely just destroy a team who's not who's not aware of what could be happening. I mean, I I I it's I just find it hard to pick against them. But you're I mean, when looking at injuries, uh, Clay Clay's an Iron Man. Do you think he's gonna be? Do you think he's gonna try to play in Game Three? I think that if he's capable of playing, even if it's at seventy five or eighty percent, he'll give it a shot. But if I'm the Warriors, do I want him to? If I'm Clay Thompson, do I want to? Because um, you could look at this a number of ways here. So if you're the Warriors, do you want him to play, uh, come in and play, aggravate his injury, and then potentially miss the rest of the series? That's something that can happen. And then if you're out without Clay Thompson, and say Durant still doesn't come back in Game Four then you're really kind of playing into the Raptors' favor here because they're just gonna they're just gonna try and smother Curry, which I mean only works to a certain extent. But you don't you don't want to really rush someone back of Clay Thompson's skill level if he's not really ready to come back. Um so we'll see what happens there. I don't know whether or not he should or will. And then for his point of view what if he injures himself and he wants to be healthy going into free agency? But I don't think it's anything that would really hamper him in the next deal anywhere. But at the end of the day, I, I, I think he'll probably end up playing if I had to just take a guess right now. I mean, Clay Thompson is like the Iron Man of basketball in the sense that he doesn't miss a lot of starts. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's ever missed an NBA final start. Uh, since the Warriors became, you know, the Warriors, um, like I don't, I don't think he's. I think, I think Steve Kerr had said in one of his post-game interviews that even if Clay's half dead, he'll tell you he's fine. Like <laughs> Clay will, Clay will try to get into that game, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be definitely one of those risk factors where you, where you, you're like, should we throw him in, or should he has to make that decision as well? Should I go in knowing that I can aggravate an injury and possibly cost myself money during free agency because. He could also opt to, you know, take a deal elsewhere, and that'll definitely uh, that could definitely hurt him going uh, going forward if he's trying to, you know, make that money in the off season. However, I think he I think he wants to stay in Golden State. I don't think he has any sort of inklings to like leave um, GSW. And it also, I mean, if you have him on the court, even if he's not hundred percent, he commands attention. So, like. When it comes to when it, you know if he's not on the court, your garden Curry is a shooter, and they're not really you know uh, Quinn Cook's a good shooter when he's in. Um, they learned that you have to sometimes guard Iguodala or he'll drop a dagger on you. Uh, you know uh, I I'm not I don't think they're gonna like worry too much about Draymond's shooting ability. However, he is playing at a fantastic level and can shoot the ball when he's on. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think they're gonna rush. Cl- I don't think they're gonna try to. Um, rush Clay into anything, and I don't think Clay's gonna want to rush into anything. But I definitely think if he can, I think he'll be one of those. If he can play, he will. Yeah, I mean you're probably right. 
but then you're looking at it from their point of view. Say he's not 100%, he doesn't feel comfortable with it, and they do drop game three, down to one. Uh, the way, I mean, the Raptors still have to win two more games, and they know that Clay's coming back next game and Durant's coming back the next game. It may be safer just to drop that game, and it'll still be competitive. You're not going to get blown out, I wouldn't think, even without him, because you're still Warriors and you're still just incredibly well coached. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do have the Warriors taking the series still, and a lot of that is after game one, you're like, whoa, the Raptors can really play. But I mean, obviously they could play, they made the finals. But at the same time, game one for them was one of those games that just everything went their way, I feel. Like, everything yeah. dropped. Everything that could possibly work out worked in their favor. And that just doesn't happen against the Raptors. I mean, against the Warriors on a regular basis. So No, they that doesn't happen on a regular basis. They don't allow that to happen on a regular basis. And, I mean, they're going to have to see, you know, if uh, the, the players that have been stepping up will continue to step up. Um, I mean, if it's just Kawhi having to do it on his own, he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to win that series. But he has had a lot of a lot of help um, from you know players like um, Siakam and and uh, Van Van Vliet has been quite good this year. So it's it's uh, or in the in these playoffs rather like or, uh, later in the playoffs. So it's it's definitely gonna be you know if they if they're if they're having, if the Warriors are having uh, injury problems and they drop another game, I don't think they're going to sweat it too much. Um, however, I do think they're going to want to make sure that their their players are in. But I, I, I still think without some of these players, I mean, they're they they're doing it. Imagine if Kevin Durant was was there. Like if Kevin Durant was there, you'd be looking at you'd be looking at a team that I mean might be playing even better than they are than they are now. All right, Terrence, so I think we should jump into our second topic here, being the topic of Jimmy Buckets and Philadelphia. Uh, phase one of the question, should Philadelphia re-sign him for the max contract, which is five years, roughly $190 million? I believe that it, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, the way that he played um, in, those, in those playoffs, earned a spot on that roster, and I think he earned... Earn that max contract on that roster. Um, I don't know if they're really going to have anyone like really flirting with going to Philly in the off season to you know have, instead of instead of offering it down, him offer it to someone else. And they have the ability to do that. So I I think their best bet would be um, stick with James uh, stick with Jimmy Butler. Um, sure, he you know has his own set of, his own set of problems, but when he's playing on, he can get the job done. I think it's probably best for them to to keep him and make sure that he is secured under their roster uh, and that they have him for years to come, along with you know like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, because that's who their essential big three really is. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Toby Harris as well, but um, I think. You gotta, you gotta sign Jimmy Buck, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I, I totally agree that you have to make at least the attempt to bring him back. Yeah, you're paying him a lot of money, but with the way that salary cap is set up in the NBA, it, it can work. So, if I'm the Sixers, I am bringing him back. And as you said, he does have his own set of problems. You've seen a lot of his stops throughout his career that he's had chemistry problems. He's had problems getting into the locker room. But he seemed to have done somewhat better in Philadelphia with that. I know he was really, really close with J.J. Redick, so bringing him back would 
should probably be a good priority for them too. Um, but I, I think, like you said, he really earned his spot on this roster in the playoffs. He was a clutch performer. When you were down and you did a shot late in the game, you can count on Butler. And I know the fans in Philadelphia just love him. And him being an older guy um, in terms of like him, Simmons and Joel Embiid, he's uh, at that age where he can kind of coach them up in aspects of their game that they may be lacking right now. So I, I think if I'm the Sixers, I'm most definitely just throwing the money at him and hoping he signs on the dotted line, which ultimately, if he wants that max contract, they are capable of offering him, I think, roughly $40 million more than the next suitor. So I would be pretty shocked if they didn't bring him back. And I'd be shocked if he didn't want to come back just for that max contract alone. I think what you're I think I agree with pretty much what everything you said right there. Um, now, I'll say this. I think, uh, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think that the Sixers uh, season this year, because of their exit in the second round of the playoffs, was a failure. I think that they built that team to win at this moment, and they they didn't win at this moment. And I think in that in that regard, it is a failure. Now, if you don't get someone, either Jimmy Butler or the equivalent, you're going to regress. And I don't think that team has regression in their mind. I think they definitely want to keep pushing forward. I think they definitely want to get into that, you know, they want to get to that conference final. They want to get to that um, championship series. Um, and I, I just, I, I don't think that's, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to chance it. I think they're going to definitely try to make sure that they get back to where they were. And I think they could, I think that they believe they can do that with Jimmy Butler, um, being around there for the full year. Maybe they get a higher seed in the next, uh, in the next playoffs, um, a little bit easier of a road to get to the finals. Um, there's still no LeBron there. Now they're going to have to deal with Kawhi if he stays in Toronto, which is going to be rough. But I think, um, you know, based on just based on that. You you don't want to lose where you, what you were. You you got to what you know. It it was you did, you got to the second round of the playoffs again, but you were one game away. In fact, you know, one unlucky bounce away from getting to the conference finals if you would have taken the care of business in overtime. But you still ended up where you were last year, so it's a failure. But if you lose Jimmy Butler, this will be a it will be a colossal horrible mess that they find themselves in when they're trying to compete for like the sixth seed and end up getting bounced in the first round instead of the second instead of the second yes i agree with some of what you said but i do disagree with the point of you saying their season is a failure it was a failure um it was not a failure it was an absolute failure it was not an absolute failure they so they lost to the raptors in overtime on a Fucking it wasn't overtime. Shot. They didn't get to overtime. Oh, they didn't get to overtime. Sorry. Well, they lost on that lucky shot because of that. That Kawhi Leonard says he practices in the gym and he's like, oh, I felt pretty comfortable with it. No, you got fucking lucky, Kawhi. <laughs> that was not a shot that you should just expect to go in. It bounced for an eternity. The, fail- the season was not a failure. They were one game away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and the game in which they lost was to the team that ended up advancing to the finals and is split at the series 1-1 with the Warriors right now. So the fact that you're calling it a failure, I think, is just wrong. Um, and looking at where they came from a few years ago, they're, they're, it's night and day. 
Nope. So uh, yes, they're... yes. Well, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Now, now that's fair. You can say well where they came from a few years ago. A few years ago, they were purposely trading talent and signing like huge contracts to people who didn't like you know didn't deserve those contracts in in hope, uh, hopes to lose and get high draft picks. So yes, they're better than purposely going out of their way to lose. Uh, but they still they they did that. They sold that to their fans. They sold that bullshit trust the process nonsense to their fans and the process worked no, worked. no if the process is them keep continuously getting bounced in the second round of the playoffs then that's a shitty process it's not a good process i mean like I, next year i could guarantee not if they bring if they run it back with their same squad they have this year i think they'll be in the eastern conference finals next year i don't I don't. I, I think do. there are at least two teams that were better than them in this playoffs. I think it, you'll still probably be looking at a at a Bucks Raptors uh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals if depending on you know if if Kawhi stays. If Kawhi does not stay, just let I want to make sure we all know if Kawhi does not stay, the Raptors are going to sink and sink fast. <laughs> they definitely will. Uh, but no, I mean I I disagree that it was a failure. I think. I think they're upset. I don't. I think if you ask the players, they would. If you ask Embiid, he'd probably say it was a failure. Um, he's probably one of the most passionate players in the league when it comes to the sport of basketball. But from a fan's perspective, I think it was a fun season, and I, they were just a couple bounces away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think it's a failure. I think wholeheartedly that you <laughs> see. I think as a fan, you are you were able to be. Uh, they at least. I'm not sure about you specifically. I'm not. I'm not trying to call you out specifically, but they were uh, for years just essentially essentially saying, "Don't worry, guys. We're gonna lose, but we're gonna lose for a purpose." And if that purpose is we're going to be the third seed in the East and we're gonna go out in the second round of the playoffs, uh, multiple years in a row. That's this is another. This is the second year in a row they did it. Um, you okay? So let's let's do it this way. Um, you know, you say that this this year wasn't a failure. If they get to the playoffs next year and get bounced in the second round, are we are we changing our mind? Maybe saying that maybe not necessarily this season, but that season would be a failure if they got to the second round and didn't make the conference finals. Well, I'm thinking you're looking at different factors too, because if they if they run it back and they have a full off season of chemistry with Toby Harris with Jimmy buckets. With, do you like how I just call him Jimmy Buckets? I don't even say Butler. I do, but, I do <laughs> like that. You don't, he doesn't have, a, his name isn't his anymore. <laughs> but no, they bring back Butler. They bring back Harris. They have a full off season with Simmons. They have a season with Embiid. And then if they could bring back Redick, and even if they don't bring back Redick, if they still bring back their those big four right there, and they get bounced in the second round, then I will agree with you. That season will be considered a failure. But since they brought these players in midway through the season, they're still learning how to play with each other. They're still learning the do's and don'ts and who can do what, when, and where. Um, so I, I don't consider this a failure. I consider it a good building block. And I think next season you're going to see them make that Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, I think you're wrong, but it's it's very... I mean, I, I like... I understand the argument that you're making. I get it. I understand it. It's just... They sold their fans. We're going to like, they went like three consecutive years, not winning 20 games. 
<laughs> and then uh, then a third year of not winning 30, like, uh, sorry, uh, then a fourth year, uh, which was not winning 30 games, in what they told their fans was, we're going to go and contend for a title. We're going to go get a title. And we're they are bring... contending. No, they're I not. I consider them contenders. If they continue to lose in the second round of the playoffs, they're not contenders. But they're contending with, they lost the team that made it to the finals. I, I would consider that contending. They're just as contending just as much as the Bucks. They both lost the same team. What? <laughs> they're not, first of all, they're not contending just as much as the Bucks. The Bucks made the Western, sorry, the Eastern Conference Finals. The and Bucks, okay, and who 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 pushed their series to more games? I, you're right. The Sixers went to seven instead of six for the uh, for the Bucks. But I mean, so like, you could say they played the Eastern Conference representative harder than the Bucks did, and they were better competition. I don't. I don't think they're necessarily better competition. I think if there's a. I think if you're looking at a series between the Bucks and the Sixers, I think the Sixers lose that series too. I they're not. I don't think they're top two in the in the East. They're not top two. They're not, they're barely. I I wouldn't even necessarily give them third. Be just because I know Boston. Did, I mean, Boston didn't do well against the Bucks at all. Boston got trapped by the Bucks, but during the regular season, Boston beat the Sixers up and down the court for the most part. So I mean, they're not the they're they're having trouble in the East without LeBron. So I don't I don't know if they I don't know what what they think is going to you know get them. I don't think they're going to get to where they want to go, and I, I think next year is going to be a big eye opener for some from some Sixers fans who are like, "We're just this close. We're so close to get there." I don't think you do. Even if you get past, you get past. Say you get past the Bucks, you got to go against the Raptors. You get past the Raptors, you got probably going to go against the Bucks. I don't. And then keep in mind, you can have an influx of talent uh, into some certain teams. For example, Kevin Durant could head over to the East. Sorry, and, and and I don't think if you look at the way that uh, the Kawhi took the Raptors. Now the Raptors were a, a decent team before Kawhi got there, but I mean you're looking at another superstar coming over to the East and making it really difficult for uh, Eastern Conference teams. I I don't think that the Sixers are, are are ready. I don't think that they're gonna that they're gonna do as well as some of the fans think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a, a big a big pile of not happy for them we're just gonna have to wait and see on that one i suppose absolutely so i mean we'll see what happens we'll see what happens like you said there's a lot of moving parts it depends on what stars go where does kd come to the east does clay thompson come to the east probably not but no does he um does Kyrie relocate where what happens to anthony davis does he get traded to the knicks does he you know you don't know what's going to happen like you said does Ben Simmons develop a jumper? Who knows? <laughs> no, we all know he doesn't. But um, but looking just to, just to, uh, because you mentioned it, uh, we I saw a report. Um, I saw a report. I think I'm not sure. It might have been Stephen A. Smith. So let's hold off on this. But uh, it said that it looked like Kyrie wanted to go to Brooklyn. Um, he's looking to he's looking to play in Brooklyn, um, with D'Angelo Russell and uh, that and that crew. Um, in, in the going the next year, so they look like they have the the shot that to, would, to sign him. That, that would, would be, be a fun team to watch for sure. That'd be a really fun backcourt with Kyrie and D'Angelo. Right. I, I, I would enjoy watching that. And that would mean the Celtics are going to take a step back, but the Nets are going to take a big step forward if they are able to pull mm -hmm. in Kyrie. It's just going to be it's going to depend on you know how how they mesh together, how they're able to uh, 
you know, play the play the game and 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 progress and win games if they're going to be able to do that with each other. Or is it going to be another situation where Kyrie should be winning games and isn't? Because I I feel like Kyrie Irving is a, a guy who should be winning, but um, uh, just got destroyed by the Bucks, and I think that that hurt a lot of his morale. I think you're probably right, and I think we're starting to find out that Kyrie is still absolutely a top tier talent. He's like a great guy, but I don't think he's the guy. You know, no. he's not a He's not a Curry, Durant, or a LeBron, or uh, Antetokounmpo, or how the fuck you pronounce his name. <laughs> so, <laughs> that being said, Terrain, I think we um, <laughs> jump over to our NFL topic of the night. That's right. Let's do it. Hit me. So, as it stands right now, Trent Williams was a no-show today at camp. Um, turns out he is demanding a new deal. He still has two years left on his current deal, which averages out, out I believe, at $14 million per year. I think he's still a top five or six paid tackle in the league. And if they do not re-up his contract, um, according to rumors, he would like to be traded. So if you're Washington, what do you do in this situation? I mean, it's difficult. Uh, I think that he is one of the, and correct me if I'm wrong, he's one of uh, the, he's an incredibly good um, line uh, lineman for the for Washington. He uh, is is one of the, he's incredibly good for the league. He's a a top tier uh, lineman, and you're gonna need that when you're going into this season, especially after you you see the Alex Smith injury. You gotta have a you know you're trying to make sure that. Dwayne Haskins, whenever he's ready, if he's going to be the one that starts, or if, if Case Keenum is going to be the one that starts, you still want to make sure that that quarterback stays upright. Because I, 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 the NFC East is a weird, uh, is a weird division. So you teams that you think might not be able to contend can definitely contend, and I think Washington can have a turnaround. Um, it's just when when it comes to this specifically. I think they probably their best bet would be to pay him to to restructure his deal to pay him to see if maybe there's a way that they can restructure it that's that's cap friendly to them at some point so they can try to bring in pieces but I think that they it, it's just rough because he's thirty but he's a lot he's a lot he's a lineman so I think that it's probably best to keep him um, on that offensive line. Um, for that heavy price tag that he's ca- that he's asking for, um, however, injury problems might be might be an issue for him. So I, I don't know. Speci- I would say I would say I would probably pay him if I were Washington. But then again, I would have paid Kirk Cousins as well, and I mean, it didn't really work out in in Minnesota. What about you? What do you think? <laughs> um, I'll go on the record. I would have also paid Kirk Cousins as well, um, <laughs> but he does. It's one of those situations where he really has them over over a barrel, um, which what does that term really mean? Does that mean like he's fucking them over a barrel? Like I what ho- is that? I hope that's not. What that means. That's what I always assumed. Like he has them where he's been over a barrel and he's just fucking them. Um, but anyways, uh, onward. So barrel out of the out of the situation here. If I'm Washington, you, you have to pay him. So he's like you said, he's 30. He'll he'll be 31 by the time the season starts. So he is getting up there. 
And I do think he realizes this is his last time to get a big contract. If he plays out that his contract, two years remaining, and given his recent injury history in the last few years, he may not get that big deal again. Right. So he's really in a position right now where he's still young enough and he's still extremely talented where he can warrant that big contract. And him knowing that the Washington Redskins don't really have a good left guard. They drafted a couple of rookies, but they're both unproven. They haven't had a good left guard, so they have a bad left guard. And then if he isn't there, they, they don't have a left side of the offensive line. And seeing what happened to Alex Smith, and then you're trying to groom a rookie for success in Haskins, an offensive lineman can be a young quarterback's best friend just because you're keeping him upright, you're keeping the pocket clean. So... Right now, he has all the power, and if I'm Washington, I'm doing everything I can to bring him back because, like you said, he is most definitely a top-tier talent at the left tackle position in this league. He's probably top three or, at the, mo- at the worst, top four left tackle. So you, you have to bring him back, in my opinion. Yeah, I it's mean, just... I, I, I'm with you. I think, I think and it's, it's definitely... A lot of it is on the fact that they have a rookie quarterback with so much promise in Dwayne Haskins that you have to make sure that that rookie has someone um, that has a group of guys on the offensive line keeping him, uh, keeping him upright, keeping him, uh, keeping him clean, making sure he can uh, develop into what they're looking for going forward. Now, it's definitely smart of Trent Williams to do this now. I mean, he's got two years left on his deal. He's 30. You want to make sure that you're getting your max amount of money when you can get your max amount of money. Um, he's. Uh, this is a smart business decision for him uh, to make sure, like, hey, you guys don't have someone who can necessarily, ne- sorry, necessarily replace me uh, right now. You may have people that can replace me in the future, but right now you need me. And... I I need more money, <laughs> so I think that I think that it's definitely a smart business decision to to get that done right now. Yeah, no, you're you're right. And what really irks me is um, I follow a lot of Redskins related Twitter pages and things of that nature, and I see a lot of fans kind of bashing him, being like, "You still have two years on your deal left. Man up and play." And be be honorable, honor your contract. You're making all this money, which obviously you're making a lot of money. But in the world of pro sports, money is completely different. So just shut up. Right. Um, but it's like at any given time in the NFL, and with the nature of their unguaranteed contracts, that owner can, in the blink of an eye, cut you. You lose all this money that you were banking on, and then you're on the streets. Yeah. So I'm always pro player in these situations where. I think if you're a football player, given the relatively short career length that they have, get your money while you can and do whatever you need to do to get that money. So, you know what, Trent? I say you get yours, buddy. You get it. I think that's – I think I couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly right. I do see that this happens um, and then fans of teams tend to be upset with the players instead of the owner. These players are assuming a lot of risk. They're going out – they're putting themselves, putting their bodies on the line. They're putting their mental well-being, their physical well-being, on the line to to play a sport for for fans. Essentially, they're you know they're trying to win championships, bolster their legacy. But 
for the most part, you know, it's, it's, it's their job. And I think that I'm very pro worker in this situation. Like he is, he understands the position that he is in. You're absolutely right. At any point, if he, if he fractures his leg, is he getting all the money that's in his deal over the next two years that he's still, that he's still contracted for the next two years there? He's not getting all of it. He's not getting all of it. So he should be able to restructure that deal when he when he sees that it needs to be restructured. I don't think I, I'm not against players at all for doing that. I think that they should go out and try to get that money whenever they can because they're doing something that's super dangerous and that can really negatively affect their well-being going forward. So it's definitely a smart move to make sure you you are financially set. And if you have to hold out and possibly request a trade to do it, Absolutely. And I, you already know what's going to happen if he does get traded. He's going to end up on the Patriots, right? Yep, for sure. And, he's going to be on the Patriots <laughs> for sure. And he'll just win Super Bowls, and Washington will just be getting destroyed yep. over and over again. Which, um, I mean, I'm not against. <laughs> so if, if that's going to happen, sign me up. I'm it. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll have to see how it plays out, but it sounds like we're both in agreement that if if I'm Washington, I'm paying him, and if I'm Trent, I'm getting that money. Yep, get that money. So I mean, at this point, um, I think we wrap up the show. And I mean, I, I think Craig was telling me he wanted to say something right before the end of the show, so I guess I'll let him have the microphone for a couple seconds here. All right, Craig, go ahead. I mean that's that's interesting, Craig. That's a good point. I didn't I I didn't think about that from that perspective before, so that's very interesting. Craig's Craig's very insightful. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I also think it's weird that he's pro owner in this in this uh conversation, but yeah. Y- at the end of the day, you know, Craig, you've done a lot of research, I'm sure. So yeah, I'm Craig not gonna a, spit back at you. Craig does a, a whole mess of research. <laughs> he's He's a he's a scholar. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Um, if you like this podcast, please like and subscribe. Um, like the Facebook page. Um, you know, rate us. Put a little comment in there. Do whatever you gotta do. Tell your friends about the podcast. Um, yeah. I mean, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great one. Peace. Peace.